What's up? What's up? Flooring family. Welcome everybody to the huddle. We come at you every Wednesday. No, I lied. Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> at 3 p.m. Central. Rick James. Rick James. Can't say the rest. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're here to, you know, continue the discussion every week about how to maintain forward progress in your flooring career. So this week, with me as always, Daniel and Jose Gonzalez from Preferred Flooring out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yes, sir. And uh, we're going to talk about the impact of technology on the flooring industry. That being said, not just uh, one technology, there's been a lot of, of things that have heavily impacted our industry, Evolution. starting with... Uh, taking solvents out of our adhesives. So we'll be flooring nerds for a few minutes here and discuss that. Um, you know, back in the 90s or whatever, when they, uh, I guess it was early 90s, late 80s, they started taking solvents out of our adhesives, um, really driven by the EPA to reduce, you know, solvent-based materials going into landfills. Do you guys, were you guys, <laughs> yeah. No, did you guys, for people who are listening. Did you guys uh, install back in the mid 90s? Late 90s. Late 90s. Like late, like late, late 90s. Okay, Last two do, years. Do you happen to remember like unitary backing on carpet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah unitary we still that. and Lee's. What's that? Lee's. Lee's backing the the yeah. fiberglass. Yeah, that 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 old wax backed or fiberglass backed Lee's carpet is uh obviously they got bought by Mohawk, but um and that was always a dreaded material to be honest with you as an installer. Uh even yeah. whether it was the fact that the stuff just gathered on your knife and it was hard to keep a clean blade or or you know stretching. Hard to uh, run a row. It's hard to yeah, seam up. Running a row, the whole the whole bit. But I ask that because the unitary backings, you know, when they took the secondary backing off and the the glue that that product came out, and the reason they had that product, just to digress for a moment, was to uh, uh, help eliminate or reduce zippering when a thread was pulled on a broadloom carpet. It had a really high PSI, you know, when you'd hook a, hook a, um, I'd make stuff up if I knew the piece of equipment, like a, I'll call it a micrometer. <laughs> That's completely wrong. But, you know, to test how much, how many pounds it took to pull out a loop, it, you know, the unitaries had, I think it was 25 pounds and regular action back had eight, like eight pounds or six pounds or something like that to pull out a loop. Oh, after it was it, adhered to the floor. Just in general. Oh, really? Yeah. But that all happened about the time they took the the solvents out of the adhesives. And so then these weaker adhesives, you had to add so much adhesive to that unitary backing to just get it to stick to the floor. Um, I guess I, I was just seeing if you guys experienced that at all. We we had one one heck of a time with with that product but that being said once they took our 
our solvents out of our adhesives, they got much weaker and they didn't really have a technology to backfill it, like to just come in with a great adhesive product. Do you guys um, have any war stories? So um, first of all, I do remember when, so back then when, when, when I started, I was, I was still brand new, like as far as the science behind everything, oblivious, totally oblivious, right? But I do remember when the adhesives changed because we went from what we were calling premium adhesives to this other stuff that was skinning over and it just wasn't holding its tack anymore. And, um, you know, I didn't, I obviously didn't know why back then. So I was kind of following uh, the, the lead and uh, it actually didn't make sense to me for, for years later uh, as to what happened. But uh, I just remember not being able to get away with a lot anymore because that adhesive wasn't going to stay tacky for so long. I couldn't come back and throw a little bit of steam on something and 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 resituate a piece or resituate a pattern. It was it was in stone, brother, and and I couldn't. It, couldn't it do dried. That it dried out real quick too. It dried uh, out, yeah, yeah. The, the difference uh, from from concrete to wood substrate as well. Like it's like, man, what is going on here? Like, yeah, I remember. I, I know plenty of times. Uh, go even today. You go pull up you an old carpet. You can tell which one had if it was an old solvent adhesive because it's still got some tack to it. Still got some grip. Yeah. And then the you know old water based adhesives that were new at that time, uh, really crystallize and dry out. And it's like you can scratch it off the concrete, off the substrate with your fingernail. <laughs> yeah. So the improvement of that, you know, I think today we we all have our favorite adhesives, uh, which we might name drop a few um, that they've gotten way better at, you know, their their technology. And that's been a big improvement um, because right along with that, when you take solvents out, now you also have much um, a much more sensitive floor to moisture and so we've dealt with all those things and at this juncture you know there's plenty of new adhesives out to go 99 you know i think some even um you know claim to go up to 100 rh so let's name drop what's your favorite pressure sensitive high rh adhesive guys Oh, we just uh, we just got them using some for for a project that we did uh, about a, if you about want two to. months ago. <laughs> Technically, it's not pressure sensitive though, but he's talking about uh, Taser, Taylor Resolute, which yeah. is the yeah. no moisture testing needed. But you you do have to realize that when you get into these thing these adhesives where you don't have to test the moisture, what ends up happening is there's a process involved, right? Because anything underneath that can be affected by moisture has to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah, can't go over old gypcrete uh or old gypsum based white floor patch. Yeah, you gotta get, remove everything. Yeah. It, so and, uh, technically you're supposed to get down to, to the concrete, right? Because any patch that's on there anyways is technically not moisture resistant like uh the Ardex MRF or the Utsine eight ninety. So in order to, you know, uphold the warranty on everything, you also have to get down to that concrete and then use a prep that's going to be resistant to that moisture as well. Yeah, good point. And that's that's newer too. If you look at that, that yeah, 
you know, more than thing. I think anything less than five years old is still brand new, right? Like that's still brand new. Like some people still won't, uh, some people might not even know that some of that stuff exists yet. And, and that's, that sucks to say like that, but it, it's very true. Um, anything under five years old is still brand new in my eyes. Yeah, but I, I, I think that the technology, man, my screen, sorry, is really whitewashing out because of my white shirt. <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> because of your skin, my bad. <laughs> it's my teeth. You've got a better tan than you do, Daniel. <laughs> my curly smile. Uh <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, at, it's that's true that it's new, but did it change? Did it actually help the industry kind of, uh, I think the water, you know, higher moisture resistant patches and, and adhesives have been a huge, you know, game changer for most companies that have been through that, that time period where you used solvent-based adhesives i mean i literally used to use it was um i believe it was parabond 4023 it was a rental and that stuff got replaced by 4099 which was the gold label uh water soluble stuff and we had a whole bunch of buckets that the company i was working for had bought and we were still using that for so, probably a good year after they quit selling it. It was so good that you, as as our stock went down, you you kind of had to make this judgment call, like, do I want to use this up? You know, like that last bite of really good pie or something. You know? is, is this job worth to use it on right now? Yeah. Yeah, it was that big of a difference between the two. So what other technologies? We got tools. What do you guys think of? Uh, just to, to name a few, I, I think, you know, the demo machines uh, have been around for a long demo time. Machine, dude. So that, that right there in itself was a game changer. Um, man, the amount of demo that we've done by hand in one inch strips or just pulling the, trying to pull the carpet out and just pulling the, 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 the layers, the, the, the naps would the fibers would stay glued down, but you'd be pulling the scrim through the fibers because it's so stuck. Um, yeah, and it's just uh, I I don't know, man. Like the machine, worth its way to go. There, there's not so much though. I don't know where to start and stop on that. There's just so much. Uh, lasers. Uh, we don't have to start or stop nowhere. Up. We're starting on demo machines, and we're gonna go all the way through oh. to dustless tile saws. Because <laughs> you, you think about the the demo machines, and then you get back to unitary back because once you tried ripping that up, it was just stringing. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was like you might, it was a pain in the butt, and then it'd pop you in the knuckles, better wear gloves, yep. all that kind of stuff. Well, even now, the demo machines from the ride on that we bought, I, I feel like we just bought it, but it was a long time ago. Um, our oldest one till now, now they have the radial control ones where an operator doesn't even have to sit on the thing anymore um, and operate it. Like, like come on. Uh, it, I mean, I'm just jealous because I don't have one, but the, those are. Uh, I just can't, I can't remember the last time we didn't have a demo machine. Well, you know, those really got popular in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, I yeah. is, you know, when they really started um, 
I think that's when national kind of got into that game pretty heavy. I'm sure the Bronco was around. I've seen some Bronco machines that look like they were made in 1950. So <laughs> I don't know how long those have been around, but they weren't an, an everyday machine that people bought. I mean, when I was installing the company I worked for, I was an employee installer, but they didn't have, they didn't have any demo machines and they were one of the, larger companies around at the time um you know now heck i know installers that have these things right just we started out. uh with the red shaker box is what we called it ripping out entire grocery stores with it it was straight up not a good time was that the bronco no it was the no the, the hand the, the walk behind oh yeah with the, yeah. Weight on the, with the weight on the front that it just had a screw that you tighten and then it would fall <laughs> off every five minutes yeah, it was in, it's incredibly loud and yep. and uh, yep. somewhat inefficient. I'll tell you another that tool. one, and then the orange one. I'll tell you another tool that's a handheld that does a wonderful job. And I don't know when they started making these. Do you guys know when they started making little eddies? No, I don't. You know, we we found those. Uh, oddly enough, you know, Home Depot was rents them and. I think we rented the first one. I was like, why in the hell don't we own some of these? There are like I don't eight even, or nine hundred bucks. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's it's comparable to like the little uh, wolf that we got. Oh, it's like the Duro? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's like that, but shaped a little bit differently. And Yeah, it's basically, basically, you know, it's got a uh, a pole on the end of a of a motorized it, it spin i forget the um rpms on it but it speeds at an incredibly high rpm the vibration is so high okay. that it's not as loud and that thing for a handheld um is really really effective and then you guys work with um the stubby right you want to yep. tell us a little bit about that oh yeah uh, the flash cove roller right it's a real specialized tool except for uh once you once you get it you start using it for everything it's uh comes in a, a few sizes they have the cap roller as well and then the corner roller and then two uh sizes for the cove the cove stick depending on what size you're using but i actually um the the inventor's name is daniel as well he's from australia and he was posting about him and i was like you know what we do flash cove all the time let me see what they're about so uh i bought a couple of them started using them and i was like yeah this is probably something that needs to be in more installers <laughs> hands so we just uh bought a bunch of them and we started selling them on the website and i mean everyone that has one loves it i have never had a complaint on them um it seems like they've come out with some more, right? Some different yeah. roller uh, profiles and such. Yep. So you have one for the actual, the cove cap that you tuck the vinyl into, and then um, one for the corners. So if you like to not have your seam right in the corner and you like to fold it, I think they, they do that a lot overseas. So, yeah, I mean. So on the inside corner, you'd almost kind of reverse yeah. butterfly it. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, I've never done an inside corner that way. 
me either, but uh <laughs> easier to weld, I bet. <laughs> Even though it's at an angle, it's still a flat surface if you if you reverse butterfly that thing. I don't know. Huh. It comes down to that, it comes down to that point though. Yeah, it comes down to sneaking it behind that that cat. Yeah. True. Well, the looks like I went ahead and looked it up because I was curious. Little Eddie came out in '91. Yeah, this uh Danny right here on YouTube says that he's been using Eddie's for 25 years. Man. Yeah, they are awesome for little handheld demo machines. They work wonders. And it's one of those tools that you don't know it exists. And then once you finally get your hands on one, you're like, how did we live our lives without this thing? Yeah. And if you're no. one of our guys, you're like, how can I modify this thing? So <laughs> our guys take the handle because there's a handle. at the end. They take that off and put a kicker, the butt of a kicker on it so they can lean on it. <laughs> so they can lean on it? That's yeah. A good idea. Instead of pushing with your hand. You can just yep. lean on it and yeah. But I remember, I remember the the, uh, the first demo machine we actually purchased that was a game changer for us. Besides just like renting the red shaker box, was on Craigslist. I, I found an old original turbo for sale for a hundred bucks, and I was like, "What?" And it was I remember it was out in Cedar Springs. It was uh, about thirty minutes uh, north of Grand Rapids. And I told Daniel, I said, dude, I have to leave work and go get this because we need this. And it's a hundred bucks. And he was like, yeah, bye. So I went out there and turned on and I was like, oh, would you take 84? And the guy looked at me and said, you and I both know what this thing is worth. I'm not <laughs> taking less than a hundred bucks. I said, you're right. I'm sorry. Here you go. Still, still um, trying to get a deal on a deal. <laughs> My man. Yeah, man. I think we, we made that. We made our money back the first time I rented that out to someone. Um, but, uh, so what tool, the, uh, what, what that, te that, cool technology has been uh, like real game changer for you outside uh, demo machines and the, the stubby? The D cut for millwork base. Amen. Thank you for bringing that up. I, it wasn't even in my head, yeah. but dang, that thing has changed not only the way you install the uh, you know millwork base or um but the efficiency the and the clean cleanliness yeah. and and not having to have you know a extension cord and a, and a chop saw with you that was that was a game changer or set, setting up the cord saw chop somewhere you know, centrally located at the job, and then everyone walking back and forth. You just drag it with you, and make your cuts as you go. Yeah, the D cutter, and they have a base D cutter too, right? I think uh, outside they of do. the millworks, don't yeah. they make the the one that does the, um, the outside corner? Outside corner. Yeah, we have one. Uh, I bought it to no. test it out. Do you guys use it? I don't know I, if I'm a no. fan. I messed with it a little bit and I just found that it, it, I think it'd work great for a new guy. I there you it, go right there. I mean, I think you give a new guy that and it's kind of foolproof. Um, but man, an experienced guy with a knife, I think at least for me, it was so much faster to, to cut it with a, a just a regular utility knife. 
Right. Once you have wrong, that if feel. You, if you got a project and you have some extra base to waste and you can go and pre-cut a bunch of like one inch or half inch returns and, you know, warm them up, heat them up and let them shape, that'd be a, a way to go to allocate, you know, a four foot piece and you pre-cut all these corners. And, and I see where it can be beneficial, but someone who is proficient at installing base and is good with a knife is not going to like the idea of having to stop and start. I tell you what, I have no complaints about the D cutter for mill workspace. So that thing, game changer. I remember buying the first time I see now, it's like I'm buying that and I bought it right then. It was, the crazy thing is I I just bought another one because we have uh, some mill, a bunch of millwork base coming up and I wanted to try and speed things up. But the cost difference from when we bought our first one to right now, I was like, man, we should have bought a couple. <laughs> Inflation. You know, inflation baby you know the first time i ever did millwork base was out at uh at an old folks home out in marshall michigan and i didn't know what it was when they told me my base was right there and that they were like what the world this stuff (laughs) dude i did everything with a utility knife and super glue and i tell you what my my fang danglers were not happy with me huh it was not probably the prettiest of installs either so I, I would imagine not. That would be a tough, tough gig to cut that stuff with a, uh, you know, a 45 on with a utility knife. But I did it all the time with the freaking, um, you know, chop saw. And you had to take your bag off the chop saw because it just get. The, up, the, yeah, the 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 uh, not sawdust, but the the debris from cutting that get vinyl would just stringy. clog up. Yeah. So you had to take yeah, that off and you had to clean up after yourself the entire area because it just shoot everywhere. Yeah, that was a, that was a game changer. Um, have you guys used um, or thought about using the dustless um, tile saws? He was looking at um, one a couple years ago. Yeah, I was looking when they first came out and, and um, um, our, our guy over at CCS was going to allow us to take it and, and kind of try it, um, but it didn't it didn't turn into anything, right? Like I didn't I didn't want to, I felt bad taking it to go do my shower at my house. Yeah, um, you know I wanted to use it in real life situation because at my house I already had it set up and I, I didn't I didn't want to mess up their the, the one that they had in their showroom, uh, but he was more than willing to let us use it and I really really wanted to and. So it's, I'm getting, I get mixed reviews from some tile guys. Some tile guys love it. Some tile guys just don't That's want to hear from the water. I, I think it's great. Uh, from a technology standpoint, I think it's awesome because I've cut on, uh, you know, at different shows. Again, another reason to go to shows is you can try out some cool new stuff. But, um, you know, they held the dust down really well. They made a good cut but they are heavier than hell and they're that's both can be a pro and a con not that it's heavy but the fact that it's heavy is because it's got all the dust containment and is water uh waterless the benefit there that i would think and i'd love to talk to some people that have one but if you're on a job site with no water that's a that's that's a big deal like if the plumbing's not turned on you need to cut tile uh, so, that that thing could come in real handy, I think. Winter. 
That's what they used in uh, 2020 we're, we're, at surfaces when they when they had the ceramic guys um, competing. They used those tile saws. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Somewhere where you where you, you have to walk two miles to go outside and make some cuts. Yeah, in the winter when you don't want to be outside and in someone's garage or or somewhere where you don't have to worry about making too much of a mess where cold water um yeah the mess is another part like having to you know set up a a station you don't really have to do that much so what other tool technologies before we move on to like technology from a computer's perspective dude lasers have come so so far just and, and and I'm thinking more along the lines, not, not only just the small ones that people are using nowadays to, to set backsplashes to make it easier for all that, you know, one man job or or like I'm talking like the, the large format projects where you got patterns upon patterns and you're going in and around, uh, you know, grocery stores with all these patterns and different types of flooring. The first time I used the laser, it was in the raw, it was pretty raw, um, just a like a surveying laser type to what is available now is just night and day difference. Yeah. They got uh, them where you I, can find your low spots and your floors. Oh, we, have, yeah. um, we have one that, that uh, will find the low spots and you can mark How them does that out. Work? And yeah, it, it works good. It's kind of a, you know, it's a tedious like piece it's of equipment to use, and set up but it works well i mean it'll find the low spots and the high spots and you know you can, you can help your floor out a lot with one and then of course the layout lasers with tile guys uh particularly with wall tile and such and matching up floors and wall joints i mean yeah that's a that's a that's been a big changer i i feel almost blessed to been in the time when i was working with uh when I was an uh, employee installer, I, if there was no carpet or whatever, my job got pushed, I'd get sent with the tile guy, you know, and going with those guys. I remember them using old fashioned, just tubes with water in it, water level. And you using that to find all their high spots and low spots oh, on, really? on. Oh yeah. So it was truly old school. This guy, uh, what was his name? Jim. That's what that tool we got is based on. What's that? Oh, he's, he's in a bad area, isn't he? Yep. But yeah. So I, and now you got a laser to tell you exactly what's level and what's not. So that's, that's a, that's pretty cool. Um, so moving on as we're, we got a down right the, here. Uh, Kevin says that the cool glide was his game changer. Oh yeah. I, you know, as commercial guys, I know we all do residential, but not primarily, <laughs> I forget about that. You know, I've seamed up Millican carpet tile to make an area rug out of a cool glide. We have a we have a bank customer that, you know, they wanted the the area rug over their wood floor in their entrance to match the carpet on both sides. And we seamed up with that cool glide and then was able to take the whole thing. And this was a 12 by 18 area rug. Uh, we seamed it up and was able to roll it into a big roll and take it up to the job site. Nice. And Kudos to uh, Mr. Dwayne Pruitt, who <laughs> installed that for me. And uh, Danny says that 
his leaster robot welder was a game changer doing 150 foot seams at the airport. It also comes in big time handy if you're doing a lot of sports flooring. Those damn sports, joints sports are, you know, flooring. 70, 75 foot long, 100 foot long. And to have a man on that machine welding can be a it's a real time saver on those jobs. We were we were looking at a project with uh, some <laughs> static uh, dissipative floor at a battery plant and it was ropey tile. And oh, everything yeah. had to be welded. So we we went and bought the bought a robot and got all ready. And then they were like, "Oh, never mind. We're just going to put epoxy instead." Oh my goodness! But guess so what? You, we still got it. You still got a, a robo welder. That's cool. Yeah, those things are awesome as well. That's why I like to get input from people because it's hard to remember everything. That that's a big game changer. Like I said, especially on sports flooring. You can start welding the circles and all that while your welder is doing, you set it up and let it go for a hundred foot. And that's that. I'll it, use it on a, on a 10 foot seam. I'll use it on 20 foot seam. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't know if the guys yank it out for that, but it works. So, I mean, I, we were doing a, a dance floor one time and the material was like, so finicky with the heat if we were to were to use any other method Eloquent. it would have discolored it really yep so yeah you know it adds that consistency of movement to your you, you don't have to worry about heat. yeah you don't have to worry about your arms doing this the cord getting in the way and you moving and then discoloring something yeah um, don't forget about toolboxes, guys. <laughs> like I know, I I know that sounds like, kind of hey, dumb, but, but the the stackable toolboxes that Milwaukee had came out with, oh, and I know there's copycats now, but those are awesome, dude. Look, I know, I know it took Daniel two. It took I Daniel two years. I told him, you know, when it, when I stepped into the office and I bought some toolboxes for my house for personal use. I told Daniel that these are the best toolboxes I've ever seen in my entire life. This is like four years ago, maybe five years ago. About nah, 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 nah. These are fine. Our toolboxes are fine. Like two years later, he's like, "I'm sorry, dude. They're awesome." Yeah. Well, you can't beat pulling your tools instead of carrying your tools. And I tell you what, those things, those are nice. Several other crews have them. Well, uh, let's move on to, we're about halfway, at least time frame wise. What about, uh, you know, it's hard to not mention the cell phone when you start talking about technology and you start oh, talking man. about game changing. Yeah. Computer in your pocket. Yeah. Like, I know this is a flooring based podcast, but at the end of the day, just receiving, you know, nowadays we have other technologies. I'll plug Go Career. We've had a a couple episodes where we did a deep dive in that. So if you don't, if you're watching and you don't know what Go Career is, there's several, there's a couple episodes out there, or you can always reach out to us for more info. But the, you know, there's other technology to use the phone, but the phone itself, you know, whether it was email, getting an email on your phone or getting, uh, just receiving a phone call. Uh, I know I I'm dating myself here, but I remember pulling over <laughs> to pay phones to make phone calls. So I, I am old enough to remember when 
payphones actually worked when you put a quarter in them. Right. Now you just, hey, we need updates. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, um, I remember payphones too. Um, I remember payphones and beeples. I remember my, my friends getting in trouble because uh, I had a pager that was, uh, I bought it very cheap. And in order for someone to page me, they had to pay 25 cents off their landline to send me a, <laughs> to send me a, a page. Uh, it was good for me. Uh, but man, uh, that, uh, and you know, just to date myself too, is uh, I told my son to videotape something the other day. And he said, Dad, why do you always tell me to videotape it instead of just record it? <laughs> I was like, what do you, what do you mean, dude? I said, videotape it is recording it. He says, but I, I don't know why you say videotape. It's just called he's got recording. A, he's got a valid point. <laughs> he does have a valid point. You're not putting like, it on hey, video. Hey, you roll the window down. Roll the window down. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were telling me. I, I know well, exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think about it, we are just talking about pay phones and pagers, and you're sitting on a video calling your vehicle. Right. I know. On a cell phone. And, and my kid, my son asked me if they had color TV in the 1900s. <laughs> yeah, when, eventually. When you, it, <laughs> when you think about that, we were born in the 1900s, guys. That's Amen. Up. Yeah. Well, we're not showing our age. We all look very, well, you two look very young. And I, I'm oh, come pulling on, up the, the rails with the, the white chin. But, you know, how do you, how have you guys, what's always impressed me, I'm just going to say it with you guys, is that you embrace the new technology as it comes along and you, you work through and find ways to adapt it or, you know, new technology can can be a little clunky if you've ever you know used something brand new but you guys just work through whether it's a tool uh you figuring out new ways to use tools or you know computerized technology um meaning you guys have been big into microsoft teams and and using that mm -hmm. for management of your company and running things <clears throat> so what other types of things have you guys done that hasn't actually improved your business um from a technology standpoint uh, i can start one off i'll tell you just real quick was on-screen takeoffs because when i started doing oh. flooring it was manual and then i actually went to a course in vegas to learn the digitizer which was you taped your your paper drawings to a, a, a drafting what? table. Yeah. And then you told it some certain points and then it had this wire that hooked up to your computer and you, you do the takeoff similar to you do uh, on screen takeoff now, but on an actual set of paper drawings. So, you know, nowadays it's color. Man, I want to learn your, that. Your, your, you could do wall elevations and 3d stuff with it. So that's, that's mine. That's probably one of the biggest uh, technologies that really improved our 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 business model and business flow. And we adapted um, it early enough that we were able to kind of gain a competitive advantage for a while before everybody jumped on board. Yeah, and I, early on when we started, we we didn't start with Measure Square. We started with someone else, and it was way harder to learn than Measure Square. 
in my opinion. But it, 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 it was it was harder to learn because Measure Square is more user friendly. Um, I'll be honest about that. But once you learned the other one and came over to Measure Square, it was like boom, so easy. Like, yeah, shout out to Measure Square. We use them too, and it's been a wonderful piece of technology for us. So, what else yeah, have, have you guys? Uh, you know, I'll be honest. For for me, it's just the computer. Period. Like, uh, like that right there has come a long way. Like, I was a file cabinet, uh, do it by hand guy. I was using the same, the same uh, template for every invoice for everything, and just deleting everything. You know, and then doing it again, uh, we went from, I remember having to fax everything over. Uh, and then I used to tell people like, why are we still faxing? There's emails. Can I just email this to you? And people were telling me that that was never going to happen. Uh, Daniel was actually the one who uh, designed all my invoices when he was like 14 years old, <laughs> 13 well, that, years old. That brings up uh, the the bid boards and things like that where oh, you send yeah. bids through you know we use building connected i don't i don't know if you guys use that stuff yeah. but you know keeping track of your bids and and you you send the bids right through building connected so there's interfaces on top of the email technology and everything like that that has made life way easier cuz i do remember uh faxes and faxing you know bids and then calling to make you get in a, a delivery uh proof of delivery and then calling to make sure and it was crazy but yeah that's that by itself i get it computers overall but there's also these programs that run on top of all that that have made life so much easier and the reason i wanted to do this type of a podcast is like just take a minute if you're anywhere close to 40 years old and think back to what it was like and the the differences we get so used to what we use and we're so used to the phone in our hands and I'm sitting yeah. recorded on a laptop and having a video conference that's being you know shot out to the the worldwide web and it's just it's amazing if you just stop and think about how quickly technology is changed and one of the things that we want to remember is that not only has technology changed but the the uh speed at which it's changing now is so much faster like it's like that so staying on top and staying out front of what's new and what's happening is is like you can you can gain competitive advantage over your competition if you're quick to adopt technology because there's a lot of companies a lot of people that are are uh, a little bit you know adverse to it or a little bit um that was me you know slow to technology they it scares them that was me you know it made me realize that i've come a long way the other day my sister was in the office and i was typing and is that how you type, she looked you type over that and she was like, I, I do okay <laughs> and, and, and she looked she looked over and was like does holder type faster than me now and daniel said yeah <laughs> and i'm like and for for me that's just a win because i was i started like this and then i graduated to two and then three but then now but you're now, a pro. I, now i can just like read and type and 
Yeah, you don't think about it. It's second nature. So oh, guys yeah. who haven't started with technology yet start. Mm-hmm. Only took like practice. 15 years, but, you know, he's there now. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. When I was in school, they had a class called uh, – They called keyboarding. it keyboarding. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> keyboarding. They didn't call it computers or computer lab. They called it keyboarding, and that was it. Yeah, I don't know what it's called today. Like computer science and is the degree in college, but I'm sure it's got like like at my my son is in middle school and my niece is in high school, and they don't even teach typing or anything anymore. Oh man, that, they're dropping the ball on that. Yeah, because my son is like typing like this too, and I'm like, they don't teach you at school. And he's like, no. Vo- voice recognition is gonna probably due to the keyboard what. I don't know. Uh, oh, the computer did to typewriters. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. And then with yeah. with all the AI technology coming out as well, that's changing I mean, so fast. It's it's incredibly. Um, have you guys messed with Chat GPT? Oh yeah, yes, one hundred percent. So I've used Daniel it. showed it to me. I've used it a lot. Um, just trying to uh, figure out how to train it and teach it different things um it's pretty incredible how you can talk to a computer and then that computer can mimic you in pretty short order it can mimic your writing style it's pretty crazy uh but if you're not like messing with that kind of stuff right now you're behind. I mean, it. Uh, Chat GPT five is getting ready to come out. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, how do you stop it? I I don't know. I know there's a lot of concern out there with with the technology. You know, there's there's some um, pretty high ranking people of the planet like <laughs> Elon Musk that are concerned with where this thing's going and what it could do. Well, but at the end of the day, uh, I'd rather know about it. If it's a problem, then not know about it and it'd be a problem. Right. At least I can understand it. So I would encourage everybody to, you know, embrace the new technology as it comes out and get to know it. Yeah. And the thing you better learn how that, to use it before Arnold passes away. Cause once Arnold passes away, then they're going to go ballistic. They, they know that they're safe to do whatever they want. Talk about Slots and Vega. Yeah. I, the thing about Chat GPT though is, if you put crap in, you get crap out, right? You got to be real specific yeah. in everything that you're putting in there. Yeah. Yeah. And and ask it questions. Um, just fool around with it. I think it's, you know, it's free basically for if you are just trying it. Um, I know they have paid plans, but, and I'm not a chat GPT spokesman or anything. I've just used it a little bit to, I've messed with it a lot of it, uh, but I've actually applied it um in some writing some content creation stuff here and there uh it's pretty powerful um i started using it when with our job descriptions and stuff like yeah, tell me about that for like smart. for like when you for looking for employment job descriptions type thing just uh yeah well writing out the job descriptions that we're going to be handing out to people and stuff like that it's uh putting the information in there, seeing what it thinks, and then it comes back with some pretty good stuff. That's cool. Yeah, so there again, my point's taken. You guys have already been messing with it, and 
and uh, got some experience with it. How do you see utilizing that type of, you've already mentioned one way, how do you see some other ways that, you know, some of this AI stuff could be used? <clears throat> Um, you know, you know, I see it being very helpful in in updating, which I probably should update now, is uh, like terms and conditions of contracts um, to have the correct legal um, uh, verbiage in there, right? So that way, that way you're protecting yourself. Um, but like Daniel said, it's a matter of asking it, asking the right questions in the right format, so that way you get the 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 right result. Um, but but I can see that that being a benefit, and then it's going to benefit everybody like that. Like you're going to be able to copy and paste someone else's contract in there, and, mm -hmm. and then it's going to interpret that for you. And, and essentially, and you don't understand. I mean, essentially, that's what you're doing. I mean, it, it gets its its information from other Everyone. from from who has yeah. put something on the internet at some time in the internet's history, and so it's gathering all that data gazillions of bytes of data and it's right there at your fingertips and so yeah i However, think asking the right questions i found it pretty useful in just quick um concise emails if i if i am too emotionally charged on an email oh, uh, i've yeah, had it write an one. email for me how to respond how would you respond, you know, or to this, respond yeah. to this and then tell it what to respond to. It'll shoot your response to, and you just guide it along. And before you know it, it's written an email where my emotionally charged email would have been maybe come off wrong. Um, if you're dealing with a difficult situation, like I happen to have been uh, on this particular instance and it's, it's endless what you can use it for, but we've uh, we've dabbled with it in that way. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome. I never I never would have thought about that because I I want my emotion to be in there, but I I, I do have the tendency to take a couple hours to write one when I'm upset and delete everything and start over and delete everything and start over. I've done that I, probably a hundred times until I'm, until I'm until I'm level enough to uh, not say the wrong thing. Yeah. Now you just ask ask Chat GPT. Yeah. Yep. GPT. Then, then all you got to do is change a couple words, and then you're golden. I had it write instead some of, social media posts for me too. Instead of uh, uh, GTS, now is a GPT, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's being in it now because now it's part of since Microsoft invested like three billion dollars into it. Uh, it's incorporated into Bing now. So now you got to switch from Google to Bing. Waza. Well, we've went through <clears throat> different technology um, for different things, right? Like adhesives, tools, computers. The, I think that the key here is like if you don't try, if you don't embrace technology, it's one of our core values at my flooring company is we embrace technology. Like you can, if you take that attitude, I believe that you can get out ahead. Um, but also 
you know, when it becomes technology and in, inevitably becomes kind of a, a, a um, staple in your life and you're not falling behind. I mean, I know plenty of guys, you know, starting Go Carrera that have had problems utilizing a cell phone just using a cell phone or still have a flip phone because they don't want to go to the next piece in a smartphone. So they still have a, a flip phone, um, you know, embrace it. Cause it's not going anywhere. The key here is to get to know it, embrace it, and then figure out how you can utilize it to better yourself or better your business. That's, that's my ploy to everybody is, is really em embrace the ideas that are out there, see see what it does, and then if it cannot, if it if it won't help your business or your you personally, fine. But at least you've tried, and then you know I, I guarantee you, eventually you find those things that will really change your business. Um, give you, I mean, we were putting out bids in days that would take weeks doing manual takeoffs. Like that type of a difference oh. in efficiency, um, you know, we were we were running on on screen takeoff when other people were just learning it. So, embrace technology. That's my ploy. You know what? You, now that you say that, the how easy it is right now to go and revise a project when people are like, "Oh yeah, let me get it with this material." You know what? That's out of my budget. Let's switch this room to this, this room to that. And it's just a matter of, you know, drag and drop and click, a couple clicks and, and, and you're done versus having to like, I already drew all over that drawing, man. You know, <laughs> now you got to go print something up. Right. And, and all over I already again. highlighted everything. Yeah, right? man, all the pencils. Yeah. <laughs> Rollin yeah. says that I'm out of uniform, but he didn't say anything about your white shirt. Well, I th it's so neutral. I think he's given me a pass. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Hey, Rollin. One one thing that uh, going back to the beginning of the conversation, that drill that we uh, we talked about, like the the technology and the tools, that drill helped us out on one of those episodes of Restaurant Impossible to remove adhesive from a wood substrate. Without that thing, man, holy smokes! I don't, what did I don't, you I don't use? Know. Uh, so we used the the drill with uh, the razor scraper. Um, yeah. On it, uh, the attachment, and it was some really, really sticky carpet broadly that came off of a wood substrate um, and the adhesive was super thick. Um, and we were going over it with underlayment to put down some LVT, but we still had to scrape that glue up. Otherwise we were, we were going to be lumpy, right? Like, I was going to say, why'd you have no, to scrape? I was going to set you up really Rollin well. Said they, like, they showed it in the episode. What episode was it, Rollin? See uh, it, episode number what? Because I'll go watch it. We'll hopefully get everybody to go watch it. 18, 19. It, it was just aired probably a month and a half ago. Um of this year, yeah. But yeah, uh, how impossible then, would restaurant impossible be without today's flooring, without the technologies that we're talking about? Like hand yeah. pulling, like doing a, a remodel like that in 48 hours or whatever it is. How, how tough would that be without modern day demo machines and stuff like that and other technology that allows us to do our job more efficiently? Right. And Super tough. It, it, augmented reality is, is making uh, uh, its appearance now for, for our industry as well, not only just construction in general, but um, 
the the metaverse that that's a real thing uh you gotta gotta get up on some of that do some research on that guys that's going to start affecting how we do our job um from the takeoff standpoint and 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 you know submittals and the the whole metaverse thing was a they had at surfaces at the women's conference and when they went through it you know there's a lot of people that you know ourselves included because we haven't looked into it right but it's like we don't understand. So you're going to get on here and you're going to sell flooring for someone's fake house. And they're like, yeah. And everyone's just like, I don't understand what's going on. And they're like, think about it. What are your kids doing? They're building yes. stuff in Roblox. They're doing this. They're doing that. And they're spending real money on fake money on V-Bucks for Fortnite. Right. Our kids are yeah. in the V-Bucks in Fortnite. And it's like, I, that's what I tell my son. I said, I'm not going to spend, keep on spending real money on fake money but that's well, what that's the nature of the game right now well they, it's, they it's, i i hear that <clears throat> some of the engineering they're coding some of the the stuff to you know even push engineering and and stuff like that a little further uh and i could imagine your model home being in the metaverse where you can go physically walk through it before it's ever built to the make any upfront changes before your actual home's built. You know, I don't see a future where humans who are social animals uh, completely abandon reality and go into the metaverse, but I can see it as a very useful tool for stuff like that. You design and build a house in the metaverse for next to nothing, have the customer walk through it, make sure that there's no changes or even a full building you know, how many times have you went into someone's facility and they're like, man, everything's awesome, but I wish I had to put another, you know, set of bathrooms over here. Or I wish I had an extra, we only have one mop sink on the first floor and I don't know why we did it that way. It's just little things like that that could be flushed out. So and even right, like, and that could be where, you know, they, they do meetings and stuff on here now. So it's like, you can get an entire team walking the building together all at the same time you can have you know the evs team like oh like you said we need a slop sink right here because the other one is like way over there yeah yep yeah it's that kind of thing i mean video technology like we're on now um i mean to get eyes on the job site and stuff that's one of the newest features coming out on go career is a piece of video technology that allows you to mark up on the screen uh, from your office to like specifically tell you know your field staff or maybe it's superintendent you're trying to explain something to I can literally start a call with somebody in the field and I mark a circle on my screen it shows up on their screen so they know exactly what I'm trying to tell them and vice versa I mean stuff like that it's like you can be on the job site without being on the job site yeah, 100%. I mean, today I went uh, right right before I got on. That's why I'm, I'm in the truck is uh, we had something pop up. I had to go measure it. And I'm documenting everything on my phone in, in a program and walking through and videotaping it and putting commentary to it. So that way I don't have to explain it again later on. Yeah. Um. You know, like, like this is the, hey, watch the video. So it's a one minute video. Watch it. Or we have that, 10, 30 second videos. That's a great idea. I don't know why I've never thought of doing that. <laughs> oh, I don't like say I don't like that. That's don't a great like idea to do that. I gotta I say that, that I could, 
integrated into some of the measure programs that we use while we're out in the field or or and I know that some of that is available as long as you're uploading it to some of uh like that uh construct connect or building connect or whatever like some of that's available but you have to upload everything right yeah um live and in person going ahead and doing that right there in the program itself would be worth its weight in gold um when you're doing the actual measure that you don't have to then everybody has it who has access to it instead of you having to upload it and trying to reformat well, another, it. So that another cool point that I think that brings out is the fact that technology is there, but how you use it and the ways you use it, you if you get creative, just like that, like a video of the job, I take video, but to then voice, you know, to actually record what you're talking about. And then use that as a as a tool to make sure that when your crews go back to to do the work that they have some guidance, that kind of thing. Is that how you use it? Yeah. That seems genius to me. And that's just yeah, using it is. technology in a different way. And the idea came about a long time ago when we were working at places where you got to go in the back door with this key in the back. You have to explain to someone how to get around to the back door, right? So I just started recording it. And then you open the door. Now we got to walk through the kitchen into the dining area by the reception desk. And then here's the, the keypad to punch the code in. This is the code. And then I'll hold the camera back and I'll put my finger in it. You know, and, and I'll actually go through the mode. Like, I try to do stuff like, try to make it as easy as possible. Well, that's how good. Um, I tell you what, Google Earth sure helped a lot with telling crews what door to go to on a building and that kind of thing. I mean, it's all cool stuff. You just got to embrace it. Yeah. Well, guys, we're already at the end of the huddle. That went fast. And that did uh, go very fast. We could talk probably, uh, you know, another half hour on technology, but it's it's a broad topic. I I think that, like I said earlier, you know, and I, I know you guys agree. It's like embrace it, try it out. If you don't like it, you don't have to use it, but at least you know about it. Right. <clears throat> and and um, from somebody who's came from old school and a little stubborn and, and you guys out there, young guys, older guys, women, whoever. Um, it doesn't matter if you understand it or not. Just understand that it is there to make life easier. Understand that it will make your job a lot easier. You don't have to understand it or how to do it. Just understand that if you're not using it, you're losing well, yeah, it certainly has the ability to find a way that it uh, that it fits for your your business model or your personal life or what have you. I know a lot of guys that have their goals written down on a goal tracker that's, you know, an application on a phone. So, I mean, just find the stuff that works best for you, uh, you know, and, and give it a shot. You're going to find some stuff that's really cool. I mean, just password savers. I mean, even that. <laughs> You know, if you, if you, what's that? Without that, I, I, yeah, I would be lost. Keychain. Yeah, then exactly. That, no kidding. All right, gentlemen. Well, it's been a pleasure to chat with you again today. And uh, always, we will always catch nice. you next week again. Uh, as always, I fully appreciate you guys always being on here and bringing up these thoughts and ideas. It's It's awesome. So appreciate you. And we will talk soon. Sounds good. Yes, sir. Have a good day. Thanks for joining, everyone. All right. See you guys. Later. Bye.